Welcome to Cornerstone, a podcast by Rebuild Fellowship. On today's episode, Pastor Chuck will continue his walk through Exodus by beginning a three-part message that's entitled, Keep That. This message will be found from Exodus 13, verses 1 through 10. It will focus on keeping the same energy and obedience before, during, and even after our deliverance occurs. If you have your Bibles, please turn them to Exodus 13 right now as we join in with Pastor Chuck. Here we go. We've been in our series of Exodus. We're looking uh, uh, about his promise in our peril. We've been living in a uh, what can be considered as a perilous season, uh, and we have experienced things uh, that we didn't anticipate in the year of 2020. I know when 2020 uh, entered in and before it entered in, we had high expectations. Uh, we were going to do some things differently, and I believe that that can still be true, that that still is true. You can still have high expectations. You can still do things differently because we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And so this morning, uh, we're going to continue to walk through uh, the book of Exodus, and we want to see how we can come out before we come out. And what that speaks to is just our mindsets. Uh, is our mindsets rooted in the kingdom? The kingdom of Jesus Christ or, or is our mindsets rooted in us? And you hear me say this plenty of times before, you know, we can easily, easily tip over to that fine line of building up the kingdom of Mises instead of the kingdom of Jesus. And so what the book of Exodus is helping us to do is to remember God's faithfulness, that he is the Lord God strong and mighty, that he is God almighty. And it is important for us to follow his ways, his leading, his instruction as we get out of this valley and we get to the place of promise, that we move from the place of bondage to the place that he's provided as blessing. And so we want to take on the mindset. We want to walk with the mind of Christ. My wife uh, used to always say that to our children as we would pray before they would go out to school. And she still says that to this day. She says, hey, walk with the mind of Christ today. In the morning, that, that, that's the declaration that, that we make. We're going to walk with the mind of Christ today. And so, family, what I hope to do um, through the scripture today, through the text today, is I want you to be able to uh, begin, if you haven't already, or to reposition yourself to walk, to live, to act, to talk, to believe, uh, to endure with the mind of Christ. Whatever other thing that you want to fill in the blank with, uh, you want to do that with the mind of Christ. Amen. And so we're going to Exodus chapter 13. You can pick me up in verse one. Uh, but before you get there, I want to want to start off with talking about catchphrases, catchphrases, uh, catchphrases. As you know, it's a word or expression that is used repeatedly and conveniently to represent or to characterize a person, a group, an idea or a point of view. So let me get a catchphrase, and I'll give you some examples in a second. A catchphrase is this. It's a word or an expression or a phrase. It's used repeatedly and conveniently to, to represent or characterize a person, a group, an idea, or a point of view. For example, better late than never. Better late than never is a catchphrase, which just simply means, hey, at least I, at least I showed up. I know I might have been late, but at least I showed up. Some of y'all take that too far. Just going to leave that right there. Some of y'all take that too far. I'm just going to leave that right there. To make a long story short is another catchphrase. In other words, I'm going to condense all of the details of this particular story, this particular event, and I'm going to give you the short condensed version of it. I'm just going to give it to you uh, in briefly. I'm going to give you a brief summary, a brief synopsis of what happened. So uh, that's another catchphrase. Here's another one. No pain, no gain. 
And y'all, some of us, we've been sitting on quarantine couch. I'm one of them myself. I ain't throwing no daggers at nobody because they're going to come right back at me. Uh, I started off well in quarantine with exercising and doing stuff, and I got slack. No pain, no gain. If you want to lose the weight, if you want to uh, uh, get healthier, then you have to do, you got to change your diet. You got to change your, you got to change your uh, act, exercise, your activity. You may have to step that up or start doing it. Or most importantly, it starts in the mind. You got to change your mindset. And so those are just a few of the catchphrases. I know you got many in there. You may want to even share some in the comment. Um, but there's many catchphrases that we have out here. For today, I want to use a catchphrase that's popular today. Some of us old heads, and I, I may be officially uh, classified as an old head now, some of us old heads may not resonate with this one, but it's a popular catchphrase that these youngins, that what I call them, these young bucks, these youngins, uh, uh, give us old heads. I remember back in the day when I used to say this stuff and my uncles and aunts used to look at me and be like, what in the world is this generation talking about? What? I've become one of those old heads now, and so I gladly accept my OG status now. So what the catchphrase is, what these youngins use now is this, keep that same energy. The catchphrase for today, that's going to help us understand what I believe the Lord wants us to grab out of this text for today, to keep that same energy, that, that catchphrase that's going to help us grow and grow in Jesus and go for Jesus is to keep that same energy. That which simply means this, Listen, don't change, don't switch up how you've been acting when the new new arrives. When the new season comes in, when my blessing comes in, when, when I get promoted, when, when things start to happen, when blessings start to come my way, don't change that same energy. If you was hating on me then, keep hating on me. Don't, don't be consistent on how you're going to go about doing it. If you, if you was negative towards me before, stay negative now. Don't wait till I get into my new season, I'm walking into my new blessing. Now you want to switch up and act like you know me. Uh, 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 old school Mike Jones used to say that. Mike Jones used to say that for all you old hip, uh, younger hip hop heads. It was an artist named Mike Jones that used to talk about that. Now you, you, you used to didn't know me. Now you're all up on me. So that keep the same energy logic that philosophy has played out over a period of time. So whatever you've been doing, keep that same energy. Keep that same energy. Now how does that apply to us as the believers? How does that apply to us as believers? Listen, the same posture, the same dedication or commitment that we have in approaching God and asking him to protect us, asking him to provide us, that same intentionality in our faith walk, that same commitment level, we need to keep that throughout our entire walk with the Lord. Not just when he brings us out, but even in the midst of adversity, even in the midst of trial, we need to keep, keep that same energy of faith. We need to keep that same energy of discipline. We need to keep that same energy of kingdom focus, whether times are good or bad, happy or sad. If I need to bring in the Reverend Al Green in this moment, whether times are good or bad, happy or sad, we need to keep that same gospel energy. We need to keep that same Christ-centered energy. And I want you to be able to see that from the text. And so let me give you a real, real recap real quick. So recap, I can't even talk. Recap, here we go. So as we continue on in our Exodus series, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to remind us today to keep our kingdom focused. 
The same focus to seek the Lord, to serve the Lord is the same focus and commitment that we need to come out of this valley and move into the promised land that he has prepared for us. For I know the plans that I have for you. They're good. They're not of evil. They're to give you hope and bring you to your expected end. And many of us can probably agree that 2020 can be categorized as a valley. 2020 can be categorized as a valley, but we need that same focus. We need that same commitment. We need that same dedication. We need that same surrender when we go into the promised land. It's not just something that we do when we get into it, uh, get to it, but it's the same things that we need to do once we are there and we begin to dwell in that place of promise. So if I had to preach from a title today, it's just simply keep that. We came out of our last message. It was covered with a charge. Uh, the Lord covered us, but he gave us a charge. He gave us, uh, he gave us a, uh, um, an instruction that we needed to do, uh, when we went out to the wilderness and we learned that that was a, a, a commitment or a charge to sacrifice, right? To sacrifice, to, to give of ourselves. And we see that in Romans chapter 12 for us to be living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service or our spiritual worship, which just simply means that that is one of the ways, a key ways that we obey him, that we surrender our alls to him is through that particular act of surrender, that act of, uh, of, of relinquishing ourselves unto the service of the Lord. And so that's what he gave us. We're covered. We're covered by the covenant promise that he gave us. The covenant promise that he swore to our forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, that same covenant a promise. Those same covenant blessings are had now been applied to us. We even looked at that. Um, we saw that in Christ we have become joint heirs. We looked at that and we saw how beneficial that was. And so now, uh, as the Lord, uh, as He's done this, right? So now we're at the point in Exodus. We saw that from the beginning, uh, and He uh, um, He ordered Moses and Aaron to go to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh to let my people go because I need them to come give me service in the wilderness. I need them to serve me in the wilderness. And so we have skipped past what we're going to do. We're going to skip past the plagues, going to skip past the plagues. And we get to this part right before the Red Sea account. And so what we're looking, what we're looking at is the mindset. We're looking at the mindset, right? Because we want to be able to grab a mindset in order to uh, not only just bring us out, but to keep us in. Not only to, to bring us out of peril, but to keep us in his presence. We want to take on a kingdom mindset that keeps, that gives us the ability to endure. And as the Holy Spirit is leading us out, we want to make sure that we're also keeping a mindset that we stay in because we don't want to get to the destination, to the expected end and just, and just leave God say, okay, Jesus, uh, I appreciate you getting me here. Jesus is not an Uber. You don't just call him to get him to your destination and then you pay your fare and then you just go on about your business. No, 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 no. We, Jesus is not an Uber. He's not Lyft. He's not a taxi. He's not, he's not, he's not none of those. He's not Megabus, right? He's none of those things. He is the one who leads and guides and provides for us. So we want to make sure that we keep a kingdom mindset in all seasons of life, all seasons of life. So here we go. So here's your cornerstone thought for today. Here's a cornerstone thought. Be committed to obedience to God, not just his deliverance. Be committed to obedience to God, not just his ability to deliver. Be committed 
to obeying Jesus, not just his ability to deliver you. That's very important. We need to be more so committed to obedience and not just the, the, the power of God. We want to be committed to, 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 the, to the presence of God, to seeking his face, to, to being in, in right standing with him, to being in relation with And we know that Jesus has done the work necessary for us to be able to do that. That's what Titus 2 talks about. The grace of the Lord has appeared, bringing salvation all to many. And it, and it gives us, it trains us up in righteousness. It teaches us how to renounce lawlessness and to live godly, upright lives in the present age. That's what his grace does. It gives us salvation and gives us sanctification. That's something that we're going to talk about. So here's your cornerstone thought again. Be committed to obeying God, not just his, his ability to deliver. What do I mean by that? We can get so we know God is powerful. We know God can do anything but fail. And sometimes we will we will manufacture our lives and fashion our lives to look like we're obeying God because we want to be with him. But we really want his hand. We don't really want his heart. We want to we want to do these things to have these like these uh, Christian checkoff lists of success, right? If I do X, Y, and Z, then I know God will bless me. So I want I don't really want the blessings. I don't want the blessor. And so that that is that is contrary to the scriptures. He said he created a people for him to be zealous for good works, a special possession of his own, according to First Peter chapter two, which we'll get into a little bit later. But he wants us to be with him. He is Emmanuel, God with us. And so in turn, that should also say we need to be his children with him. And so we need to be committed to obedience, not just the fact that he can bless. I hope that makes sense. We need, we need to be committed to, to living a life that is pleasing unto God, not to, not to doing a life where we feel we're going to do things that please him. It's not about what we do. It's more so about what he has done. We stand out of what he has done. We live and we move and we have our being in Christ Jesus because what he has done and continues to do for us. It's less about what we do. It's more so about what we've done. But because of what he has done, we now can go and do. We're a special possession of people created in him for good works. Out of his done, we do. Does that make sense? Out of his done, we do. Out of his done, we do. And so this is something that we that we need to make sure that we're focused on, that we're focusing on obedience. We're focusing on obedience. And out of obedience, there's always an outcome. If we, if we do it God's way, we will get God's results. That's why we have work the word Wednesdays. If we work the word, the word will truly work. And that's where we'll stop and pause for today. Thank you for taking the time with us today. If you would like to learn more about our church or have us pray for you in any way, you can find us at www.rebuildchurch.com. That's www.rebuildchurch.com. Our church meets in Durham, North Carolina. And if you're looking for a church to attend, we would love to have you join us. On our website, you can find the dates that we are meeting in person as we are still operating under a modified schedule due to the pandemic. You can also find our full services on our YouTube channel each and every Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Please join us for our next episode as Pastor Chuck continues this message entitled, Keep That.
Thank you.